I consider bodybuilding philosophical, very much so. I'll give anything. I'll give total commitment to do it. I must do it to the best or better than I can possibly do it for my ability. Welcome to the Enduring Aesthetics Podcast. I'm Daniel Cassis. I run Enduring Aesthetics. This is Clint. Clint, if you hey want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Clint Emshoff, and um, I guess as a hobby, uh, I'm a silver era and uh, golden era historian, essentially, um, and uh, book writer now, I guess I can claim. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just finished writing Steve Reeves' Bodybuilding Journal and Analysis? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, it's doing really well. Um, I want to thank you guys out there for um, buying it. It seems like it's being bought at least. Um, like I said, I think I told you earlier during the week that um, you know it cracked the top fifty for yeah, books, yeah. books and health, awesome. health and fitness. Um, so it's it's doing really well. Um, uh, I knew there'd be interest in it, obviously with um, a name like Steve Reeves, but uh, it's gone um, further than I thought it would, um, and we've only been selling it for 10 11 days now so awesome awesome so we got clint bodybuilding historian bodybuilding enthusiast here we just want to get together every week and talk about classic bodybuilding classic bodybuilding stories right yeah absolutely yeah we've got a uh interesting story today um i think i was telling you that um nobody really knows about this i've looked for it on YouTube and, and Google, and it's um, a relatively unknown story about the 1968 NABBA Mr. Universe contest in London. Um, uh, this was the third uh, Mr. Universe contest that Arnold Schwarzenegger competed in. Um, the first one in 1966 was for the amateur uh, Mr. Universe. There was two categories, amateur and professional. Um, in his first contest in 1966, um, he lost to uh, Chet Yorton, um, an American. Um, and then the next Natural, year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what Chet claims um, to this day. I think he's still around. Um, Do you believe it? You think he was? Man, it's so hard to tell. Um, <laughs> so hard to tell. I mean, he he looked great at that show, without a doubt. Um, but he. Man, he was he was on the natural bodybuilding wagon before it was even built. I think so. Um, you know, I, I mean, he's he's claimed to be natural for a long time now, and um, I, I, yeah, I would think I that it's it's believable for sure. Um, That'd Ar be pretty impressive if it is. If right, the case. right. Uh, of course, I mean, Arnold looked great then too, but you know, he was 19 years old. Um, back in 66, he, um, was, um, really you know just how long he had been, do you know how long he had been training at that point? Uh, I think Arnold started around when he was 15. So I guess it would have been about four years. Um, okay. but yeah, I mean, back then Arnold was, was bulky. It really wasn't until America that he started to, you know, define himself and, and try to get the cuts and things like that. Um, and the European bodybuilders were kind of late to the party as far as that goes. That was something that the American bodybuilders really started was um, not just wanting the bulk, but also trying to become defined as well. Right, um, right, right. So, yeah, so he lost the, the contest to Chet, like you said, who 
uh, very well could have been natural. Um, the next year, his big uh, competition was uh, Dennis Tenorino um, for the amateur, and uh, and he was able to beat Dennis in 1967. So he won the the NABA um, uh, 1967 amateur Mr. Universe. Um, and then we come to this contest, which was the 1968 Pro uh, Mr. Universe contest. And, um, so winning that, winning originally that first show entitles him to pro status to right. go on the next year. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and really, for the pro contest, it was really a slow year. I mean, you look at some of the names that he competed against in this contest, and you haven't heard of any of them. Um, looking at it right now, John Bubb, uh, Nicholas Kleber, uh, Jacques Louvier, those were some of the people that competed against him in the, the tall division. There was tall and short. Um, and his biggest competition came from the short division, um, and it was Freddie Ortiz, who I know you're familiar with. Um, you know, yeah, Freddie, yeah, yeah. for for a smaller guy. Oh, yeah. The crazy rib development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had some great, yeah. uh, some great vacuum shots. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, s- small guy, you know, 5'5", five, five, um, but 190 pounds of, of muscle. I mean, you know, he, he looked great. And, um, you know, Arnold knew that, that Freddie was going to be the guy to beat. Um, and so, of course, in, in typical um, Arnold fashion, you know, even though he was only 21 years old, you know, he still um, still had that um, cockiness to him and, and still – uh, you know, wanted to, even back then, right, Arnold uh, was all about mind games. And so, um, you know, uh, reading about it, he basically, um, backstage when they're pumping up, getting ready to go out for the uh, prejudging, um, he goes and purposely tries to fr- find uh, Freddie Ortiz. And again, this, this story comes um, directly from uh, another bodybuilder named Les Spinlove, uh, who was the 1965 Mr. Australia, won a couple of other um, smaller things. And um, Les wasn't there to compete. He was there to, to help Freddie, help him pump up before the contest, you know, put, put some oil on him, things like that. And, um, and so this, this story comes from him. Um, he basically says um, that he was backstage helping Freddie pump up, put oil on and stuff like that. And he says... Um, you know, all of a sudden he sees Arnold, uh, standing in the doorway. Um, and then Arnold says, um, I've come to see the great Freddie Ortiz. Where is it? Where is this little man is what he says. <laughs> and then, Classic Arnold. yeah. And so he's, he's look he's looking around, you know, of course, Arnold's six, two, so he's nine inches taller than Ortiz. So, you know, he's sitting there looking wow. around, acting like he can't see him because Freddie's so small. And then he says, "Oh, the, oh, there, oh, there he is. I thought, I thought it was a little mouse on a chair, is what he says. Um, wow. And he, so, you know, trying to get into to Freddie's head, and Les, Les said, yeah. yeah, Les said that you know the whole thing didn't phase Freddie at all. He's still there, pumping up. You know, didn't even look at Arnold. Acted like it didn't even bother him at all. Um, and then, you know, after he was done pumping up, Les said that all of a sudden." Uh, Freddie took out a uh, bottle of whiskey and um, took a shot. 
And so Arnold, Arnold comes over there and basically asks him, you know, um, you know, whiskey, you know, why, why are you drinking whiskey before the contest? And then, um, so Freddie tells him that, you know, I, I drink this before the, the contest because it, it helps me, uh, you know, it brings the veins out. It makes you look more, more vascular. It makes you look better. And, um, anyway, so, um, the, the short class competed first in the prejudging. So Freddie leaves and, and goes out to, you know, pose for the judges and stuff like that. And he gives Arnold the bottle of whiskey. And, um, and we all know that Arnold, you know, he, he, he would do anything it took to win. And, um, yeah. you know, he's everything to the extreme. A- absolutely. And he said that, I yeah. mean, in his, in his autobiography, um, you know, he said back then, if you would have told me I needed to eat uh, dog shit to look the best, I would have done it that, you know, that's how, that's how hungry I was. That's how much I wanted it anyway. So, yeah. um, so Freddie, <laughs> Freddie gives him the bottle of whiskey, goes out to pose and, um, you know, it's, it's probably 30 minutes or so before then the tall class goes out to pose for the prejudging. And, um, and all of a sudden, um, you know, Wes Spinlove is out there watching, um, Arnold pose. Um, and this is, this is a direct, direct quote from him. Um, he says, uh, so now standing in front of me from my excellent vantage spot, uh, was the lineup of the 1968 Pro Universe tall class with Arnold in the middle, and I was totally shocked. He looked absolutely terrible, and I could tell he was drunk. His upper body was <laughs> leaning back, his shoulders were drooped, his pecs appeared to be sagging, his stomach seemed bloated and hanging out, his legs weren't flexed, his eyes were half-closed, and he was swaying a little too. I was stunned. Oh my God. I was stunned and amazed at his appearance, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I thought, "What's happened to Arnold?" And then he says, <laughs> "This this astonishing sight soon came to an abrupt end, though, because some guy who sounded like he had a German accent and standing somewhere to the side of me shouts, Arnold, stick in the gut.' And then he says, <laughs> almost immediately, Arnold's eyes opened wide. He sucked in his stomach." flexed his upper body and legs and instantly became the bodybuilding sensation everyone knew and admired. And, um, yeah. And, um, it obviously didn't affect him too much, uh, because he still ended up winning the contest and beating Freddie Ortiz. Um, so he still won anyway. He won anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He was, (laughs) he was drunk for the prejudging and, um, but you know, uh, apparently didn't know where he was for a bit of it, but, um, somebody, somebody told him, Hey, so he, he, he had to have been back there taking a good number of shots. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost, it's almost like Ortiz knew that, that he was going to do, you know, he landed him hook, line and sinker and gave him that whiskey bottle. And, uh, you know, like I said, Arnold had about 30 minutes <laughs> to sit back there and just drink whiskey. And apparently, uh, apparently he overdid it. So, um, but it, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. a really, Do you think- um, it, it was a really weak, um, universe contest. So, um, you know, and some of the other years he, it sounds like he would have lost, you know, doing, doing something like this, but, um, yeah, you know, 
Wow. Do you think do you think that played a role at all in Arnold's I said essentially mind games that he used to play on other people, like classic with Louis and pumping iron? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, man, it, you read the stuff from back then, and and even some of the stuff that Arnold's admitted to. And um, I mean, you know, he was he was the best, and um, and just like he would do anything to be the best, he knew that you know these bodybuilders who were coming to him for advice would do anything too. And um, I mean, some of the stuff that he's told them to do is just ridiculous. I think the worst the worst thing I read. I forget how much, but he told, I think he told somebody that you need to take something like, like eat like five tablespoons of salt or something like that. And the guy, and the guy did it, you know, and, um, and, but that's how much, you know, people respected him and, and wanted to be him. But of course, Arnold being Arnold, you know, took advantage of that. And, um, and then of course, you know, pumping iron, you know, he talks about the, the story of, um, making, making the guy scream while while he goes through his poses and you know, how, how that's, that's going to help him win because it's going to draw more attention to himself and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, Arnold had a little bit of that himself when he was younger. Yeah. He got, uh, he got the same treatment, you know, really early on, um, in his career. And, um, you would, you would think that maybe that would have been a, uh, a turning point for him. Maybe he would have thought, all right, I need to, I need to stop with these, uh, with these mind games. You know, this, this is what it feels like, right. When the shoe's on the other foot, but, um, yeah, but apparently not, no, apparently not. So <laughs> guys, I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, we plan on doing this consistently and regularly moving forward. Um, We're going to be talking about classic bodybuilding, old stories from the past. Clint is chock full of all kinds of crazy stories and weird articles that he's read and that he's got scanned for me that we're going to be sharing with you guys that I think you're really going to be enjoying. And uh, Clint, I just want to thank you for joining me today and I look forward to the future. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget to subscribe, guys. Absolutely. Subscribe and uh, like the video if you did like the video and we'd love to hear what you think in the comments. So we'll see you in the next one. See ya.